The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Woo, what a Sunday. I, between the missed field goals and Austin Eckler accidentally scoring a touchdown and just everybody getting hurt on the Giants, a lot of storylines here, a lot of very exciting games. That, guys, this season has been incredible. I don't know if you're feeling this, but I feel like this has been one of the better ones in a while. Loving it. Loving it. And today, my head is spinning. So much to talk about. What's up? I love the competitiveness of the games and how many really high-scoring, close games we have. I love all the game winners. I love all the overtime games. That that part, I would agree with you. I am so tired of so many guys getting hurt. And I'm sure they're more tired of it than I am. Yeah. I mean, just so many guys suffering seemingly major injuries every single week. Yeah, it stinks. It's, it's it does. terrible. I mean, before but, before but, the but, games even started, we had the Wilson news and the Kittle news. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, uh, okay. Dave, hi. I was just being a downer anyway. Yeah, you get out of here. Dave, hello. What's up, Adam? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for today's show. And let's get, you know, we're going to do winners and losers in a little bit. But give me your biggest winner, Dave. Biggest winner from week five. Uh, I, I guess that would be Kadarius Tony, just the way that he was able to play, even without his number one quarterback stepping up as the number one receiver for the giants. Gotta love the production. He's going to cost me in a bunch of leagues this week. I benched him in some and I went against him in others. 10 catches, 189 yards. I, I don't think he's going to do that every week, but I do think Kadarius Tony is going to continue to be a volume driven receiver who can break a couple of big plays week in and week out. This is so tough because he played half the game without Galladay. He played the whole game without Shepard and Slayton. And he played most of the game without Daniel Jones. So what if what if Jones isn't back and they got the Rams and, and Barkley's hurt too and that's just going to hurt their offense? Andrew Thomas, or left tackle, didn't play. It, it, there's a lot of factors here. But he it, he is the best receiver on the team. He is, he is and awesome. He's going to keep playing. Yeah, he's awesome. He's Holy cow. Is he good? Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I man, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go with he is the best receiver I on the team. I knew you wouldn't be. That's why I said it. It seems early for that, but it was a very impressive performance, and he is extremely shifty. And if he could stay healthy for the entire season, I think he could be a top five rookie wide receiver this year. Heath, would you say he's one of the top three receivers on the Giants? <laughs> I would I would say 100% yes, he is one of the top three wide receivers on the Giants. I don't know, because I don't think any of the Giants have injuries, wide receivers have injuries that we think are necessarily long-term injuries at this point. Well, I don't know about Galladay. That's... We don't know, right. Yeah. I'm saying, But I'm saying I don't know if Galladay and Slayton and Shepard 
we're all healthy next week if Kadarius Tony would play more than like 30% of the snaps. I would take the over. I think he will. I, think, I don't think they can live without him at this point. Unless he's suspended because he did punch someone. So <laughs> he probably, yeah. And uh, was he provoked in any way? Yeah, he got thrown down, but not enough to punch someone. Okay. Uh, Heath, who's the biggest, your biggest week five loser? Oh, I was just doing my research to figure out who my biggest week five winner was. And I, um, it's like, this is a little bit of confirmation bias. But it's Odell Beckham for me. Um, I just don't think... I don't understand what is with he and Baker Mayfield. Um, But I can't fault Baker Mayfield for thinking he's better off throwing to literally any other human being on the planet. Um, (laughs) Because the last year and a half, he's been a pretty efficient quarterback throwing the ball. And really, for most of the time that he's been in the NFL... Except when he's thrown it to Odell Beckham, things have gone terribly wrong. And he did just didn't throw it to him very much in this game. David Njoku looked like Odell Beckham. Um, I just don't know. I you shouldn't I'm not saying you should drop Odell Beckham, and I just traded for him in a dynasty league where I'm trying to win this year last week. So I'm not totally giving up on him, but you cannot start Odell Beckham until he has like one convincingly good game. Right. And what a bit Mayfield threw like 32 passes or something in one of the high. It's probably the highest scoring game of the year, I would think. Oh, it's up there. It scored over 90 well, points. The best way for the Browns to score a right. bunch of points is by running right. Nick no, Chubb I'm and Kareem Hunt are yeah. absurd. Not, not a lot of margin, uh, you know, for you're not going to get the big pass volume game. Okay. Uh, FFT is now on Amazon Alexa flash briefings. You can ask Alexa to add CBS Sports Fantasy Football today to your Alexa flash briefing. Cool. All right, the more the merrier. Uh, the big news, George Kittle is on IR. Missed his first game. They have a bye, then the Colts, then the Bears. And who do you think starts? for If, if Garoppolo is healthy after the bye, who's starting for them? Garoppolo. Yeah. 100%. Right, okay. Yeah. Russell Wilson could miss four to eight weeks. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are what? We'll get into this more, I'm sure, on Wednesday. But they're what right now going forward for the next four to eight weeks? Metcalf is the number two fantasy receiver, and Lockett is a high-end flex. I would consider them both mid-range to low-end number two wide receivers. What a bummer. Somewhere in that 18 to 22-ish range. Yeah. I was trying to think. Let's talk about some some guys who missed their quarterback. Last year, it was really bad for the Cowboys receivers. And well, they were still basically well. Cooper was still basically what I'm saying. Metcalf and, and Locker would be right. Yeah, but but he was was he the number one receiver in fantasy? He was top five for sure. Without without or with Prescott, it was uh, like his seventh four game stretch in his career being the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Okay. It was. Can we just say it was bad for him? <laughs> it was bad for him. Uh, I I remember when Andrew Luck retired. I mean, it was bad for T. Y. Hilton. And, you know, the two years that Brissett played was bad for T.Y. Hilton. So, any other things come to mind? Quarterbacks going down for a while, like star quarterbacks? Well, there was Dak last year. Did you yeah, mention that? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, him and Luck. <laughs> making sure. Uh, Breeze, Literally you know, my, all that we've talked about since the last time you spoke. Michael Thomas definitely was quarterback proof. Right. So, that's I, good. And I think Dave might have rolled his eyes at me this morning when I said this. But Gino played pretty well on Thursday. It was great. And 
he might not be awful. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be good, but he might not be awful. All right, Saqu- here's a giant. Let's, this segment is called Giants. Saquon Barkley had a golf ball on his ankle after his injury. He left early in the game. Devontae Booker, 10% roster. Who's a bigger priority, Devontae Booker or Kadarius Tony? Well, we don't know what the story is with Saquon yet. We know sure he's going to miss a bunch of games. I am not a doctor, but I, I'm set, I'm setting the over under at four and a half. <laughs> Booker will probably be the guy. He played 58 snaps <laughs> after uh, after Saquon left. Yeah, I mean, how serious is Damian Harris's injury? It's a good question. We don't know. Well, okay, fine. Booker, don't worry, though. Belichick will tell us. Booker or Ramondre Stevenson? Then, if that's the question. <laughs> I'm going to need a couple days to digest the waiver wire. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm not going to make any recommendations tonight that we're going to help you with your waiver wire priorities, probably. Uh, but we're going to break everything else down. All right, yeah. I mean, you had two touchdowns from Devontae Booker in this game. Uh, Daniel Jones left with a concussion in the second quarter. Kenny Galladay didn't play in the second half. And Kadarius Tony was actually not only ejected, he was also checked out for an injury, I believe, after the game. Uh, he got beat up a little bit, and he headbutted his coach accidentally. It was a weird day for Kadarius Tony. Ezekiel Elliott hurt his back. He came right back in, scored a touchdown a couple plays later. Mari Cooper limped off. He came back. Taysom Hill was carted off. He has a concussion. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster left with an arm injury in the second quarter. Najee Harris left with cramps. And Damian Harris left with a chest injury. Then he returned, and then he left again with injured ribs. So those are your big injury items. We'll do more winners and losers. We're going to break down the games a little bit later. I got some rest-of-season questions for you as well. Rest of season, Jamar Chase or Keenan Allen? <laughs> the, the mere suggestion I made of Keenan Allen being better than Chase rest of season did not go over well on Twitter. Uh, Antonio Gibson or Kareem Hunt? Justin Fields or Trey Lance? And we'll get into all of that. Let's do some winners and losers. Heath, I did not let you get to your winners last time. We, you know, like five minutes ago. So who are your winners for week five? Uh, A.J. Dillon, for sure. Second consecutive week of him working in the Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb's Aaron, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. Not quite the same thing. Because Jones is going to catch more passes than Nick Chubb, but it's a it's a big role for AJ Dillon. The Packers look very committed to running the ball and using their running backs a lot, kind of as their wide receiver two and wide receiver three. And just you love the fact that I thought if Dillon carved out a big role, it would be almost entirely on early downs. He's shown that he can play on passing downs as well, which I think makes him a high end flex or low end number two running back most weeks. I thought it was really good for Eli Mitchell that. He got all almost all the snaps. Trey Sermon had one carry in the game. He didn't have the production. The offense wasn't very good, but I think he's the lead running back. If you're going to start one of them, it should be Mitchell moving forward. And then a second consecutive week with eight targets and leading the receiving core for a Monroe St. Brown. Kind of thought he might be the best option at the beginning of the year. He got off to a really slow start, but I think he's another guy that's probably a PPR flex. Okay, so St. Brown is 9% rostered. Eli Mitchell is 86% rostered, only 9% started. A.J. Dillon is 65% rostered, so he is available in some leagues. And Dave, I think you might have a different take on Eli Mitchell. Nine carries, 43 yards, two catches, 19 yards at Arizona. Uh, The offense struggled. They go into a bye this week, and like we said earlier, hopefully, I think for the offense's sake, hopefully get Garoppolo back. But what is your take on Mitchell? My take on Mitchell is that he played almost 70% of the snaps, was a dud for fantasy purposes, played four of 16 snaps on third and fourth downs. And 
I would imagine that the 49ers are going to come out of their bye with a completely different approach with their running backs than what we've seen so far this season. Why? Or, well, what or maybe do you it'll mean? be the same thing. Hold on. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be the same thing, which is they're just going to change it up from game to game and week to week, and you're not going to get consistent production from anybody. On top of that, when they do come back in week seven, there is a chance that Jeff Wilson could be in the mix for them. So that's on top of them utilizing Kyle Juszczyk as their main passing downs guy, not to mention when it's like fourth and one, he's the guy that's getting the carry. Mitchell was okay. He had a good, he had good efficiency, just didn't get a lot of work. Sermon was the one who looked pretty good last week, this week, two snaps. But what the Sermon has never ready to say that any of these guys are winners, plain and simple. But Sermon is clearly behind Mitchell. I mean, right. I think that was Heath's point. Mitchell's had 19 carries, 17 carries, and then almost all of the carries. They just didn't have a lot of them, uh, right? I mean, he, uh, that's so. It's, I don't think Sermon's a factor here. He hasn't well, we been don't when, know. when Mitchell's been healthy. That's well, we've we've seen three games where the two of them were available, and Trey Sermon was not a factor in any of those three games. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Wilson could be the best guy to have. You know, I don't get the impression that Wilson's like almost back. We're, we probably won't know anything until after the bye. And then, so here's how it works with the pup list is that after the first six weeks of the year, there's a three week window that opens up that you can activate the player off the pup list and uh, put him in practice. Actually, he doesn't come off the pup list. I take it back. There's a three week window where he can practice. And then if you like what you see in practice, you activate him off the pup list. If you don't like what you see, then he stays on the pup list for the rest of the year. Uh, we're hearing that Saquon Barkley, not we're hearing, I'm reading, that Saquon Barkley uh, did not break his ankle, so that's good. Kenny Galladay said he hyperextended his knee in the that's first good. quarter, and he tried to play through it, but he could not. That's good. Hyperextensions are very painful, but usually not long-lasting. All right, let's get Dave's winners. One of them was Kadarius Tony, 17% rostered. Miles Gaskin, 10 catches. For 74 yards and two touchdowns, he also had five carries. Malcolm Brown did not have a touch. And Hunter Henry is your other winner. Three straight games, uh, sorry, two straight games with a touchdown for Hunter Henry. He had 75 yards in this game as well. Is Miles Gaskin back, Dave? Are we going to start him going forward? He's at Jacksonville. He's in London against Jacksonville next week. He was only started in 20% of leagues. Yeah, he's going to be back on the radar as a flex. I don't, or as a bye week replacement at running back. I think you can take the chance on him again. I love the fact that the Dolphins did not give any work or not much work to Malcolm Brown. He barely played in the game. Um, trying to bring it up right here, can't find it. He didn't have a he didn't have a touch. I don't know about a snap. He barely but, played. He yeah. played somewhere in the neighborhood of ten percent of the snaps. It might have been exactly ten percent. So uh, I I think that they realize that Gaskin can certainly be their passing downs running back at this point, and I. I Imagine that by not using Malcolm Brown at all, sure, that's a huge byproduct of playing Tampa Bay, huge byproduct of playing from behind. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see him having a big role, and I think Gaskin's role can improve a little bit. So he's worth rostering. He might be worth using as a bye week running back. Do you think it's more likely that Miles Gaskin leads the Dolphins in touches next week than Eli Mitchell leads the 49ers? In week six, for, or in seven six. for yes. seven yeah, for right, Mitchell. Right. Yeah. And then their next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Do you, Heath? I just don't know. I mean, this is we'll cross off one of the believe it or nots from Twitter. Uh, Miles Gaskin is the starting running back moving forward. Sixty-three percent did not believe it. I I probably just need another week. 
when it's been this inconsistent, it's not for me, it's different than San Francisco because San Francisco has been the same thing every time these guys have been available. Now, Gaskin was actually useful for fantasy, which is different than San Francisco also. But I just don't, I don't have any faith in what Brian Flores is going to do next week. Yeah, yeah that's Hunter a good Henry. way to put it, which is why I'm not like, you know, going crazy for Gaskin saying he's got to be back in lineups, but saying he's a flex guy, bye week guy, totally get it. Played two thirds of the snaps. That was a season high for him today. Malcolm Brown, 10% of the snaps, like I said, was a season low. Okay, Dave, Hunter Henry, 59% rostered. Do you trust him going forward? He has Dallas. They're they're bad against tight ends that aren't Evan Ingram. He has the Jets after that. Uh, do you trust Hunter Henry? As touchdown or bust tight ends go, yeah, I do. And I like the fact that I think he's second on the team in targets over their last three games with 19. So as long as he's an involved part of the passing game, as long as he continues to play a lot of snaps, be a nice short area guy for Mac Jones, uh, I'm okay considering him as a starting tight end. At the very minimum, a streaming tight end. I, I think what we said was like one of these guys, we need one of these guys, we, I don't think we cared which one, to emerge as the tight end one. So it wasn't a 50-50 split. And it seems like Henry's much more involved in terms of route running and production recently. So hopefully he holds on to that lead. How did the Patriots almost beat the Bucks? Like, what was that all about? <laughs> Man, they look bad today. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. They won. I know they won, but still, they didn't look good. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, the losers. Miles Sanders is a loser. TJ Hawkinson, what's going on there? Dallas Goddard. And then we'll do some rest of season rankings, get into the games, give you a little bit more injury update as, uh, as well. We will be right back on Fantasy Football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time for some losers. Here, Dave and Heath. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave, we'll start with your losers. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Give, yeah, I am what I am. Give this sad sack Giants fan... You're a little bit of leeway today, Eagles fan. Miles Sanders, Jacoby Myers, TJ Hawkinson. I want to start with Hawkinson, actually. Last three games, three, eight, and four PPR fantasy points. What on earth is going on here after two great games to start the season? What's going on is that, and I can't say this for sure, but I'm imagining that defenses are adjusting and trying to take away Hawkinson, 
and that's opening things up. Two games ago, it was a lot more of Khalif Raymond than it was a Monroe St. Brown, but St. Brown was good. And this week, St. Brown was real good. So I would imagine that that's what's happening with Hawkinson is that Goff is learning to actually use his wide receivers instead of his tight end. And I got to tell you, like I've got Hawkinson in a bunch of leagues. I'm going to be very nervous to start him. Good matchup notwithstanding. Um, but I'm probably going to need to go look for another tight end off the waiver wire to at least consider using ahead of Hawkinson moving forward. This was one of the points um, our friend and part-time contributor, Dan Schneier, brought up in the preseason is that there's not very many offenses that function all year long with a tight end as their number one option. Like you, sometimes you have to do that. And sometimes you have somebody who's special enough to do that. Um, the lions haven't really done that except for really early on. Hawkinson said last week that he was getting double team and he was uh, the target of the opposing defense. We have an update on Saquon Barkley, low ankle sprain. He's, Almost certainly, it seems like going to miss next week. He's going to try to get back in two weeks. Uh, Miles Sanders, like next week. Well, well, we're going to sit Miles Sanders against Tampa Bay. The bad, the bad news is Miles Sanders had another bad game with 51 total yards. The good news is he had 16 touches, he had five catches, and Kenneth Gainwell was completely uninvolved. So, are you optimistic or pessimistic about Miles Sanders? I don't know what to think. Uh, I definitely don't want to use him next week against Tampa Bay, even though he did have five catches this week and you know, theoretically would be involved in the passing game moving forward, but we can't say for sure that that's going to happen. Uh, I thought Gainwell was on his way to starting to take work away from Sanders, but instead I think Sanders had a season high in snap percentage today. So yeah, a big surprise. He played a lot and he didn't do a lot with it. I guess the fact that he didn't do a lot with it wasn't much of a surprise. He was only started in half of CBS sports leagues. I imagine that percentage is going to go nowhere but down. And his trade value is definitely going down. Uh, but, he's going to be a black hole for fantasy rosters until further notice. He he was a high-end flex in uh, PPR leagues this week, right? Because he had five catches for six yeah. yards. Right. Like the But I think I would put him and Josh Jacobs in a similar place because uh, they both got a lot more work this week than what we were – than Sanders than what he had been getting. I think mean, it's 16 touches, right? Yes. Um, and Jacobs, then we projected for him in the preseason because the last couple of weeks, he's just been more of the pass catching back than Kenyon Drake has. And it's not very efficient or very pretty, but with the current landscape of running back, if Miles Sanders gets this workload every week, I'm probably starting him. Now, not against Tampa Bay. Not against, but, yeah, right, but that, that's that. the problem. It's hard for me to buy into the five catches. You know, I, I just... It's the second week in a row for Jacobs, right? For Jacobs, yeah, and, and I still think that's hard to yeah, buy cool into. They, right now, Kenyon Drake is just, he's not getting any work, anything. I don't know what that's all about, but I know that you mentioned Heath a couple of weeks ago before week four that he had missed an assignment or something and they were disappointed. Gruden but, was, no, I think Dave brought that up. I think Gruden was like openly upset about him. All right, well, it seems like a harsh penalty now two weeks in a <laughs> row, but right for the guy you spent all that money on. But yeah, I don't, that's the thing. If, if, if you're telling me that I have to rely on Sanders and Jacobs getting four or more catches every week, then I'm not going to feel very good about it. But I feel better about Jacobs because I, I feel like uh, I feel like you know when they get to the goal line, it is going to be Jacobs almost always. Whereas in yeah, Philadelphia, Hurt, Hurt stole a goal line touchdown from Sanders today. Sanders was in yes, the game even. Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, and Gainwell's had a couple of like inside the ten touchdowns too, but. Okay, well, a lot of, look, a lot of people have these running backs. I, I, it, 
we talk so much about buy low and sell high, and sometimes just, what are you going to do? Who's going to buy Miles Sanders? You know, you just nobody. You ride it out. All right, let's go to Heat's losers here. Odell Beckham, you talked about Tyler Boyd coming off a game without T. Higgins where he had 118 yards on 11 targets. He does almost nothing in this game. Four catches for 24 yards. And Dallas Goddard leads the NFL in almost touchdowns. That's an unofficial stat. But he had another one. He dropped a touchdown today. Only had three targets. So is Boyd droppable? And is Goddard, and is Goddard droppable? I don't think Boyd is as droppable as Odell Beckham. And I said I didn't want to drop Odell Beckham. So like it's pretty clear that he's not going to be what he's been when both Higgins and Chase are there. But he had seven for 73 in week two with both of them there on nine targets. So I think there will be weeks. I think he's just someone you have to treat as a PPR flex and know that there is a, a low floor, but also a high ceiling week to week for a flex, not for a number two wide receiver. Three he's games got one, with one game this year with more than 10 non-PPR points. In a non-PPR league, especially a shallow one, he's a goner. Bo- Boyd does? Boyd. Yeah, because he had he 7 had for 73. 14 in week two, right? Not in PPR, maybe. In PPR, he did. In non-PPR, oh. he did not. Yeah, okay, 10 I'm sorry, team non-PPR. Yeah. Okay, in a 10 team non-PPR, you can drop him. No, a 12 team non-PPR. What are you doing with Tyler Boyd in non-PPR? You, you know what had, you can had, say about him is that he is a good bi-week replacement. Yeah. I, we are getting to that yeah. point. That's the only point. Well, and... And also, he had another game with 9.6 non-PPR points. Is so that that's, 10? That's kind of a... <laughs> is that 10? Do you remember his touchdown? His touchdown was ridiculous. He like, got I don't like, pushed care. in. Like, you know, I always touchdown. object when we use the this many games with this points, and he has another game is like a quarter of a point away. He's got... But, all right, bottom line on, on, on Boyd. Two games out of five with 9.6 non-PPR points. <laughs> Does he really? That's what it is. With that, no, with at least 9.6. Oh, with at least 9.6. Okay. Not exactly 9.6. All right, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, Heath. Uh, drop him, keep him. What, what do we got? He's obviously dealing with, like, Zach. I don't know, whatever. You talk about it. I, I have a couple of teams um, where I picked up Dalton Schultz a couple weeks ago and started him over Dallas Goddard but didn't want to drop Dallas Goddard. If I need to make a waiver move, I'm not going to hesitate to drop Dallas Goddard. He's not. You try and trade him first? I don't. He, sure. Would someone offer me a kicker? Um, I don't know why anybody would give anything for Dallas Goddard. Well, he hasn't been that bad, has he? He's been he's getting severely out targeted by Zach Ertz, and this is no longer an offense where the tight end is the first option in the offense. Like when it was Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz as the one and the two in the passing game, then you could deal with him being slightly behind Ertz and more efficient in targets. But Devontae Smith's going to get more targets than they are. And the running backs are going to get as many targets as they are, or as many targets as one of them. I think I'm just a little hesitant because he has dropped. He dropped a touchdown today. I think he had one called back. He had there was that play in the Dallas game where he was wide open and Hurts just missed him. He could have had a huge Isn't catch it? and run. He's yeah. left a lot more so than I think any player that I can think of off the top of my head. Dallas Goddard has left a lot of fantasy points off the board. So I'm just bringing that up. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just want to get your thoughts on that because he really has left a lot of points off the board. I don't really have any thoughts on it other than I enjoy every year when this argument comes out about a player. And I do like the idea of the almost touchdowns and the almost fantasy points. And I would like a tracker on Tyler Lockett's from last Thursday. Oh, this um, is a great point. I mean, you shouldn't, yeah, you should evaluate that when you talk about Lockett. You should have a huge but game. 
at some point when a guy's getting four or five targets a week in an offense that's not particularly pass efficient, um, okay, you might have to move on. Like if you had Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard, what are you going to do? Schultzy it is. Right. He's got seven or more targets in four or five games. Let's do some rest of season rankings. Who would you rather have rest of season? Jamar Chase? Now, these are unofficial, but I believe Jamar Chase has 35 targets for the season. Or Keenan Allen, who I believe has 53 targets for the season, 18 more. Who would you rather? If I did a Twitter poll, I think it would be at least 85% on Jamar Chase. Who would you rather have rest of season, Chase or Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen. I'll say Allen, too, just because he has had a bunch of mediocre games. I, I completely buy into his quarterback. I love the offense that he's in. I love the aggressiveness of that offense. I, I would imagine that at some point there will be some regression for Jamar Chase where he won't <laughs> catch a deep touchdown in four or five games, and Keenan Allen will bounce back. But it's close between the two of them. I just like, What are you, like, like, what are you laughing at? Um, I, I'm laughing because I thought Dave might have understated the case for pending Jamar Chase regression. Um, I think there might be multiple yeah. weeks where he doesn't catch a uh, 50-yard touchdown. But also, <laughs> I don't Ke- know. Keenan Allen has been really pretty good for fantasy this season. He's had a couple of games that were only wide receiver two weeks, I guess. The last but, two, yeah. But he's had nine targets or more or more in each game. I, I think he's a total... People are pissed and they're frustrated with Keenan Allen. I think we then all... That's the guy we should go make some trade-offs Yeah, that's for. exactly what I'm saying. I think we all kind of have, have said that without saying it. And now we've said it. All right, in next non, up. In non-PPR, it might take Chase, because I do think like he might... Remember what you were saying about Justin Jefferson last year? Yeah. I don't, which yeah. I think he's that, he's that, he, he's oh, that good. Yeah, oh, Chase, is, he's incredible. His speed. Holy cow, he's got burners. He's no Kadarius Tony, but... Uh, Debo Samuel or Daryl Henderson, rest of season. Debo Samuel or Daryl Henderson, who would you rather have? If we're going to start comparing everybody to Kadarius Tony as far as speed and quickness goes, there won't be very many people above that bar. I'm just kidding. I'd rather have Chase than Tony, but Tony Tony might be faster. I don't know. Probably, eh, probably not. Um, who would you rather have uh, rest of season, Debo or Daryl Henderson? I'd rather have the running back. I, I think I'd rather have Henderson as well. When you said the running people back, got a little lucky today with the rushing. <laughs> you touchdown. were talking about the guy, the the best running back for the Niners today. Yes. Debo? Um, Daryl Henderson is Henderson. the answer. Okay. Uh, who would you rather have rest of season, Justin Fields or Trey Lance? Fields, because he plays next week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Lance is playing the next two weeks, probably. At least. Is there any reason to hold on to Justin Fields? 16 fantasy points in two starts. I'm still holding. Uh, in a one-quarterback redraft, you do not have to hold on to Justin Fields. Who would you rather have rest of season, Antonio Gibson or Kareem Hunt? Man, they're kind of the same guy, but one is the lead back for his team, but they're both very touchdown needy type guys. I think I'd say Gibson still carries a little more rest of season value. I mean, the way the things are going right now, Kareem Hunt's doesn't need touchdowns all that much at all. He's got to be outscoring Nick Chubb, right? He was outscoring Nick Chubb coming into the week, uh, yeah. but Chubb had 161 yards. On yeah, but that yeah. Hunt had two today. touchdowns today, and Chubb only had one stinking touchdown. And PPR Hunt's definitely way ahead of him. Um, this was another one of the believe it or nots, but we'll save it. Gibson or Hunt? What do you got? Hunt. Wow. 
Dave, I'm sorry, did you answer? You said Gibson? Yeah, I'm going to say Gibson. Again, I think it's really close. You're picking good and close ones, and I like that. But Thank you. I have a feeling we'll start talking about Kareem Hunt as a sell-crazy-high type of running back this week. Uh, Stragger, let's get an update on the preliminary results of Keenan Allen versus Jamar Chase. What do we got here? I'll see what I can do. Okay, you take that out because I, I the, you showed us it was like two-thirds for Chase. So I think what happens is when you post something and you get a whole bunch of comments and they're like, oh, because uh, I said I would trade Jamar Chase for Keenan Allen. I said that, and boy, people were not happy. But what happens is it's the angry people who comment, the ones who agree that, yeah, they don't really care to comment. So I probably overstated. All right, it's two-thirds for for Chase, basically. Can, I, right can I quote tweet it with just like the eyeball emoji? No, that's just mean. That'll throw it off? Uh, okay. Why is that mean? Well, what is the eyeball emoji all about? Like you're rolling your this? eyes? Oh, no, okay. looking looking at this. Oh, then sure. Quote tweet it. Okay. Quote tweet away. All right, who would you rather have rest of season, Allen Robinson or Bill's kicker Tyler Bass? <laughs> Adam, as you said the words Alan Robinson, I was getting ready to say whoever it was that you were going to say on the other side of it. Um I'll take pass. <laughs> no. Uh, Alan Robinson. No, I won't take pass. I'm teasing. Wow. All right. Who who would you who would you rather have Robinson over? I, I right now, if I offered you my Alan Robinson for your Kadarius Tony, would you rather have Tony or Alan Robinson? I'd probably keep Robinson. Like, what about Beckham? Like, is it Robinson or Beckham? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather have Beckham. <laughs> Justin Fields has what forty it's pass attempts brutal. in two games. The difference is that at least, like, I, you weigh the two guys. Allen Robinson is a volume-dependent receiver. He's always been. He's never been a guy that you can say, oh, he's explosive. He can make a big play. He, we've seen him do it, but we don't count on that with him. I think Allen Robinson was that guy in Jacksonville. We, we say that he's a little bit more of an explosive type of receiver. I, I guess I'd say Beckham over Robinson rest of the season, but neither one of them are great. I, I would say that, like Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson was explosive earlier in his career um, when he was in Jacksonville. Now, neither of them are explosive, and both are dependent on volume. Okay, so in all seriousness, Allen Robinson or Kadarius Tony? I swear I'm asking that. I'm going to take Robinson still. I'll say Tony because I don't want Allen Robinson on my team anymore. <laughs> okay, uh, finally, who would you rather have rest of season? Robert Woods coming off 150 yards or Leonard Fournette, start of the week, comes through. Um, about 110 total yards, exactly 110 total yards, and a touchdown, and he's had three or more catches in every game. Robert Woods or Leonard Fournette? I'll take the running back. I'll take Woods. Okay. I have one buy or sell for you, and then we'll get into the games. Buy or sell, there will be workload concerns for Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones going forward. Yeah. I think you're right. I buy it. I I didn't say I, I didn't say that I felt that way. I was asking you. Yeah, yeah I, I know you did. I I will sell it because I think that they will be good enough that no one's going to be concerned about how much work they get. I think both the teams will have enough running back touches that they can get their 18 touches and be a top five running back without with the other guys being good. Madison with another huge game: 25 carries, seven catches and 153 total yards and a touchdown. They've never really even, they've never shown any inclination to give Madison work when Cook is healthy, even after his last big game 
well, Cook got hurt in the next game, but I, Cook, I, you know, that's all I'm saying is that they've they're a one back team, but maybe that you think they change things up now. I think they might. They want to keep Dalvin Cook healthy. He's been beat yeah. up now throughout the start of the season, and Jones hasn't even been beat up that bad. And and they're turning to AJ Dillon, and Dillon's a plow man. Like he's he is tough to bring down, and he he made a great catch for the touchdown. Uh, I could absolutely see. I think it was two thirds to one third what the snap ratio was in Green Bay or for Green Bay. And I could imagine that being that way moving forward. I'm going to give you a few more news items here. Just in case you're not aware, the Patriots played without four starters on the offensive line. I was very aware. That's why I didn't have Harris ranked very high. Shadobia Wuzier for the Bengals. He left in the second quarter. I'm not sure if he came back. How did Damian Harris's fortunes change on that one play at the goal line? Like he, It was originally a touchdown. <laughs> If that ball had crossed the goal line before it was popped loose, the view of his day and his season moving forward is so much different. It's an eight-point swing. Lost the fumble at the goal line. Quintez Cephas left with an injury. Uh, Curtis Samuel left with a groin injury. Tough year for him. New Orleans wide receiver Deontay Harris, who had a 70-plus yard touchdown catch, left with an injury in the first half. Tampa Bay linebacker Levante David left with a knee injury. I will be honest with you. I don't know if these guys came back. I don't think any of them did. And Max Williams left with a knee injury. Okay, let's get into the games. Here we go. Early morning, London, Atlanta 27, Jets 20. Heath, what do you got? Do we just do it, believe it or not, on Cordero Patterson every week until this ends? I think we do. Cordero Patterson is a top 12 running back rest of season. Believe it. Ow! I feel like I can name 12. (laughs) No. Okay, McCaffrey, Cook... In 10. Uh, here we go. McCaffrey, Cook, in no particular order. Right. McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Aaron Jones, Eckler, Zeke. Um, Kamara? Kamara. That's seven. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Nick Chubb. I'm going to okay. take... I'm forgetting someone. Swift? Yeah. Saquon? I would take Swift. No, I'm not going to take Saquon. Yes, I'm going to take Saquon. Saquon. Uh, Najee Harris, I'll take. That's a good one. That's 10. That's 11. That's 11. Uh, there's more. so many more. Like, who am I missing? Jonathan Taylor, did you say him? Yeah, I would take Jonathan Taylor. There aren't so many more, but there are more. I would probably take James Robinson. Would you guys take James Robinson over Patterson? Yeah, I think I would too. Joe, okay, Joe, you, you Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, I would take. Um, you would? Yes. Uh, Daryl Henderson or Cordero Patterson? That's interesting. Henderson. I think it's close, but it's Henderson. All right, so I think okay. we're at about, about 15. Here's the, Kareem here's the Hunt. difference. Kareem Hunt. Uh, to give him some credit, Cordero Patterson is a top 12 running back every week until this ends. We all think it's going to end at some point for good reason. But until it does, he's a top. So several of those running backs that you named are going to be ranked behind him next week. If they play next week, they don't play next week in week seven. He played yeah. 59% of the snaps today. That's a season high for him. It goes without saying that this happened without Calvin Ridley on the field. And so what happens when Ridley comes back? Does he fall back down into a 30% type of snap share? And if that happens, then it's probably more of a number two fantasy running back. But at the same token, he's good out there. Like, yeah. well, he looked really good and it's the jets and all that. But, and you saw the video on Twitter. 
I didn't see video. a video on Twitter. Arthur Smith telling him on the sideline after the third touchdown, going over and giving him a high five and saying, I got you on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Cordero Patterson scores all the touchdowns and gets the ball in wide open space. All of Arthur Smith's energy is going in to getting Cordero Patterson fantasy points, and it's working fantastically. <laughs> the last one I said is really tough, I think. Would you rather have Kareem Hunt or Cordero, Cordero Patterson? Oh, Heath, he said, people are going to think I got I didn't you hear the people are going to think. Oh. I think that was a cover. <laughs> I think that was Maybe. a cover. Maybe. All right, what do you think? Kareem Hunter Patterson? I think people will feel a little bit safer with, with Hunt, who is, until this week, he was playing more snaps and getting more touches than Cordero Patterson. Okay, uh, let's talk about... Format matters. I think if catches don't count, then Hunt's easier to go with. Let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Nine for 119 yards and a touchdown. Is this the start of his breakout, or is this a product of Calvin Ridley not playing and it being the Jets? Yep. Can it be both? <laughs> All three. Okay, okay. So just but hold them. Hold them through the bye. No, try, don't try to sell. Just hold them. Of course not. No. Hold. Okay. Bench. Keep them on your bench. Drop or keep Corey Davis. I think you should try to keep him. Yeah. If your team's loaded and he's your worst player on your bench and you're never going to use him and you try trading him and you can't get a stick of gum for him, then you can let him go. I would drop him before Odell Beckham or Allen Robinson. Remember Fruit Strike Gum? I would gum? definitely drop Robinson before Davis. You guys eat Fruit Strike Gum? Remember that? No. I did back in the day. God, the flavor lasts 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh 27. Extra is the one where the flavor lasts well. Strawberry gum. Extra strawberry gum. Yeah, well, it's, it lives up to its name. Pit, what, what do you got there, Schrager? You want to chime in? No, people can rewind about 10 seconds and hear what you said. What did I say? What did I say? Nothing. No. Okay, good. Oh, crap. Good. Leave it like that. <laughs> yeah, leave it like that. Shoot. Okay, Pittsburgh 27, Denver 19. And what do we got there, Heath? Um, poor. Chase Claypool is a must-start wide receiver. Mm, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'd put him in that same type of role as, as I did Gaskin, where bye weeks are here, flex play, sure. Um, Roethlisberger was still not amazing today. He was 15 of 25. He didn't have to throw that much. He'll take some shots to Claypool. We've seen that all year long. And this week, the shots hit. Well, it's almost the second Juju Smith-Schuster goes out. I mean, it was literally the next play. He had a 59-yard gain. And we also saw it a couple weeks ago when when Juju went out, Claypool took advantage. So I think he probably is close to that if if Juju misses some time. And he has, by the way, 70 or more yards in three of four games. He missed one game. What do you think, Heath? Is Chase Claypool a must-start in his numbers today? Five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. I think he's a must-start as long as Juju's out. Right. Uh, I think when Juju comes back, he's probably more of a, a number three slash flex. Right. right. Would you guys rather have Chase Claypool or Cortland Sutton rest of season with uh, with hopefully uh, only a few more weeks before Jerry Judy's back? Claypool. I think I'd say Claypool too. See, I don't know who's going to buy Cortland Sutton, but Judy looks so good in week one. I know it's I know it's half a game, but he was crushing it out there. Would you try to sell Sutton right now? I would. Okay. Sure. Okay. Still a very even split in the backfield. All right. I think we're oh, good to go. Crazy. Weird, weird day, by the way, for Deontay Johnson. Two targets? 
That is weird. Yeah, thank goodness for that big catch early. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers had, or not Aaron Rodgers, never mind. Ben Roethlisberger has him on his fantasy team, and he says, all right, I got you your numbers. You're good for me this week. Now I'll start working in other guys on my yeah. fantasy team. All right, Minnesota 19, Detroit 7. Scene, 17. Minnesota 19, Detroit 17. Almost a wild win for the Lions. Poor guys. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. So we talked about Dalvin Cook. We talked about Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, oh, believe it or not, this is actually one from the article. Adam Thielen is a t- touchdown-dependent flex. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling. Maybe a little bit better than flex. Like, I think I'd probably feel a little bit better for now starting him ahead of, like, Miles Gaskin in my flex, Chase Claypool in my flex. But it's it's getting a little dicey. But Claypool over Thielen if Juju's not there next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. There's two Claypools. There's the one with Juju and there's the one without. I'm still going to start Thielen over Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham. Thielen now in his last 27 games over the last two and a half seasons, this season being the third season, he's had 27 games with a full snap share. And he has fewer than 60 yards in 18 of 27. Mm -hmm. So that is two-thirds of the games now, fewer than 60 yards. That sounds like a touchdown-dependent flex. (laughs) But one of the better ones coming into the year. Because he's a touchdown scorer. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, when you look at the quarterback landscape and and people killed me for saying I wouldn't trade Brady for Barkley if I didn't have another quarterback to back him up. Good thing you didn't. Yeah. And that was part of it too, because Barkley in the one, first game he was real, like really let loose. They kept hobbling off the field. But anyway, you know, you got. I, I still think you got to have, you got to have that must-start quarterback on your team. But it looked at the time like Cousins and Derek Carr had really entered that discussion. And over the last two weeks, it hasn't been so good for them. Cousins scored 12 points against Cleveland, 15 points against uh, against Detroit today, and then Carr really stunk today. He was okay last week. I think it was like 17-ish points against the Chargers. but um, And Darnold took a step back today. So I know this is a little bit, not so much a game recap, but the quarterback landscape, this just wasn't a great week for the streamers, I guess. Especially when you factor in the Daniel Jones injury. It was an awful week for the streamers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that is that more a permanent thing or let's just, you know, kind of a week-to-week thing? Last week was a pretty good week for the streamers. That's just how it goes with streamers, though. That's why they're not must-start guys. What was such a great week for the streamers last week? Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan. But the ones that people are actually excited about, like because Cousins and Carr and and Fields, they were bad last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just saying it's it's still haves and has-nots for a quarterback right now. At least that's the way I look at it. Well, yeah, I don't that's know. the way it is at every position, though, except maybe receiver. Green Bay I mean, 20, coming into oh, this week, Carr and Cousins and Jones were all top 13 quarterbacks ahead of some of the haves, several of the haves. Yeah. I, it's, look, Kyler Murray stunk this week, too. So it's not like uh, all the great ones are great every week. But uh, I guess I was just saying, if, if you were thinking, all right, well, I've got Kirk Cousins, so I'm going to trade away Tom Brady. I, I, I guess I still feel pretty confident in Cousins. I don't feel quite as confident in Carr. But what do you guys like? Who would you rather have, Carr or Cousins? Cousins. Cousins. I, f- I agree. All right, Green Bay 25, Cincinnati 22. Got the A.J. Dillon one. You want to go do a Bengal? Oh, and the Tyler Boyd thing. <laughs> yeah, we did the Tyler, Tyler Boyd thing. Um, 
before you believe it or not, why is it that I, I feel underwhelmed by the last three games from Aaron Rodgers? 22 points at San Francisco, 27 against Pittsburgh, 23 at Cincinnati. I feel like he's playing so well, but not... Because those are underwhelming fantasy performances. Right, that stretch why? of quarterback is Taylor Heineke-esque. <laughs> yeah. I don't, what do you make of it? Is, is Are there more points to come? Is it just he's not throwing enough touchdowns? I know he's not running. Like, What do you make of it, Dave? He looks like he's putting up 40 fantasy points a week. Right. Every time you, you, know, you, you focus in on that game, or every time I did today, he's throwing just absolute dimes to Devontae Adams. And Adams had a monster game. He had just about two-thirds of his passing yards and one of the two touchdowns that he threw. He's not... Ex- Exploding. He's not. He hasn't had that big, fifty-one point game yet that we, we've kind of come to know him for. Once a once or twice a year, he just goes berserk. He hasn't had that yet. Well, he, I would say in the meantime, Detroit was good. Week two, thirty-four points. Detroit was good, and that was a game that we really needed to see. And I don't think he's done anything to like shake our confidence per se. But I don't know if he's going to be somebody that's going to rank as a top five fantasy quarterback, except when he's got himself an amazing matchup. Week six, he's got Chicago. I don't know if I'd say that that's amazing, but it's good. Doesn't sound week after that, Washington. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty awesome. It it's also that he's not throwing at a high volume. Um, He's in the mid to low thirties. He had two weeks under thirty. He's not. He did have the rushing touchdown, but coming into this week, he had eight rushing yards on the season. Mm, Yeah, so he does nothing with his legs, and so you throw for two seventy and two every week. And that's just okay. Right. Yeah, the touchdown percentage obviously has to be very high for Rodgers. Now, he did he he did throw for 30, 39 times this week for 344, but he had, it was an overtime game. Uh, and you know what? I guess if you look at the persp- the big picture, 22 at San Francisco. Look what they just did to Kyler. 27 against the Steelers. 23 at, at Cincinnati. He's had a pretty tough schedule, which Dave talked about a lot in the preseason. So it's I guess it's not so bad when you factor in the competition. Anything else on this game? Tell me how you're feeling about T. Higgins right now. Five catches for 32 yards on seven targets. Had a two-point conversion as well. But uh, mm-hmm. it's usually 60 yards. Has he had a game with more than 60 yards? I don't think he has. He's only played three games. No, he's he's been touchdown reliant for sure. And I don't know if we can just say he was you know knocking rust off on, on this matchup, but I, I think you look at him as more of a number three receiver. He's certainly overshadowed by Chase. That goes without saying. And I think that's what we're going to see from him and from Boyd. Most weeks, these guys are probably going to be more of touchdown, needy receivers. Okay. Tampa Bay 45. Uh, Jones played 70% of the snaps. A.J. Dillon, 32% of the snaps. Just in case you were wondering, with the Bengals running backs, with Mixon playing, we didn't really talk about that. Samaje played 62% of the snaps. Mixon, 28%. Evans, 11%. If you started Mixon, that touchdown saved your butt. Your, or your bacon. So do you think this is a split going okay. forward, or does, does Mixon just take it back when he's healthy, fully healthy? When you say take it back, do you mean getting two thirds of the snaps? No, I mean getting twenty touches a game, now? like he was getting so consistent. Yeah, twenty touches a game. Yes, I think yeah. he takes it back. Okay, yep. Tampa Bay. And his, four- t- his touchdown was a really it was one of his best runs of the season. It was great. Nice here we go, Tampa Bay forty-five, Miami seventeen. Total domination here. It was a close game early. Brady, I thought maybe this was his best fantasy game ever, but I do not think it was. Forty-seven fantasy points, and is that tied with Justin Herbert, who ended up? Being number one this week, um, Herbert. 
Herbert, what do you have? Forty nine. Fifty burger. Fifty. Okay. Jeez. Anyway, Lord. great game for uh for the Bucks, except not so much for Godwin. Right? Well, it's fine. Seven for seventy. Heath, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your believe it or not here? Well, what for the article? It's Miles Gaskin being a starting running back. But I've got uh, how about Tom Brady as the number one quarterback rest of the season? I don't think he'll be the number one. I'll think he'll be close to it. I can't take anyone anyone over Mahomes. He's just too good. I think Brady. No. Well, first of all, definitely not in four point. Well, no. Six point. I guess I'd still take Mahomes. Probably Allen. Maybe Kyler. I'd probably take over him. Believe it or not, he's top. Five. I believe that you would. I don't believe that I would. What do you think? I I think it it's probably going to come down to something a little bit quirky. Who finishes number one between Mahomes and Brady, and that's probably it. Really? Um, because I think Kyle, they're so far ahead of everybody already. Right. And they, they might have a Russell Wilson-type finish, but it'd be really weird if both of them had a Russell Wilson-type finish. Well, that's the um, thing. I mean, I, when I got into this uh, discussion about Brady a few weeks ago with Jamie and Chris on the live stream, you know, we were talking about all the good quarterbacks, and Chris was saying that some of them are going to fall off like they did last year. And that's going to happen. But Brady, to me, always felt like the safest. I don't see But Brady that. does have a, a history of not being as good in the second half. That's a weather thing because it didn't it, happen last year. Maybe it was. Right. He was very good toward the end of last right. year. It might have been a weather thing. It, look, you saw the play Antonio Brown made. That's the thing. It's like when Anto- the, la- the first game with Antonio Brown wasn't so good. The last seven games, selective sample size, Azer stats, he was the number three quarterback in fantasy. Last seven games of 2020 with Antonio Brown. Brown is is so good. It's It's just not fair. Embarrassment of riches. He's got four... Uh, games with 30-plus fantasy points, Brady does, through five weeks. No one else can touch that. Mahomes is close, but no one else has 30. Four games of 30-plus. Do you guys think Jalen really- Waddle is worth stashing? Because the the yards have been so bad. He's really just not yeah. doing anything with the catches. Yeah, I think uh, there's, there's hope that the passing game gets better when Tua comes back. True. True. That could be next week. All right. We'll I, wait I, I know. I don't know if I'm going to expect it to be like that much better for Waddle. He's somebody that I really do not want to let go of. But I definitely drop Allen Robinson before him. What's drop that? Robinson before I him. I definitely drop Robinson before him. I drop Corey yes. Davis before him. I would drop Beckham before him. Okay. I think I would do in PPR, all the above. Give me a five second answer. Are you buying Leonard Fournette? Is a is a legit number one running back for the Bucks. Like he is the guy for the Bucks. For now, yeah. <laughs> Until he messes up. Okay, New England twenty five, Houston twenty two. <laughs> what do we got, Heath? Um, believe it or not, the Texans. No, I don't. None of the Texans stuff matters at all. Believe it or not, Brandon, you can't start Brandon Cooks. Uh, I don't think you can feel really good about it unless like these teams suck. Let's not talk about them. Okay, I'm just going to say one thing. I'm, the Colts and then the Cardinals. Uh, the next two weeks, I think he's startable. I just want to tell you, Heath. I told, I tried to tell you on Thursday. You didn't listen. You were way too low on the Patriots. Way too high on the Patriots DSD. I I can't wait until next week. You tell me who I'm way too low on. It's the new bonanza. It's two weeks in a row, man. 
Uh, Dave, I, you may have wanted to say something about Jacoby Myers. He gets um, Dallas and the Jets in the next two weeks. Are we good going back to Jacoby Myers? In full PPR as a number three receiver, maybe. I think we should spend just like another 30 seconds on Brandon Cooks because Davis Mills scored 30 points against the Patriots, uh, threw for 312 yards and three touchdowns, and Brandon Cooks had five targets, three catches for 23 yards. I thought Cooks was going to have a terrible game because I thought Mills was going to have a terrible game. This was so weird, and I am sure they focused their attention defensively on Cooks. Uh, of course. And the Patriots are good at that. But, yeah, like, rest of season, would you rather have Brandon that Cooks? That was 30 seconds, so two on. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just put it in perspective. Would you rather have Brandon Cooks or Tyler Boyd? Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Uh, Barkley has low ankle sprain, likely out next week. Okay, that's our latest breaking news. Brandon Cooks or ah, T. Higgins? We're up to like 45 seconds. Higgins, now. Higgins or Hooker. Higgins. What was that, okay. that noise? That was me thinking who to ask you about. New Orleans 33, Washington 22. Did somebody put your hand in a vice? Ah. Uh, believe it or not, we need to uh, pick Marquez Callaway up again. No, I don't believe it. He caught a Hail Mary to end the half. He scored another touchdown. I know, but <laughs> without the Hail Mary, I, I just I don't buy it. I love the guy coming out from the preseason, but I'm just not feeling it. You know, I would love to know what Callaway could do if they had an offense that actually threw the ball. And this is the first time they threw more than 22, 23 times, uh, 23. They threw 30 times today. Taysom Hill got hurt. So that gave Winston more pass attempts. And not that he was passing the ball, but you know what I mean? They would use Hill at quarterback. Um, and Callaway finally had eight targets. I mean, this was a real game. He's a real boy. Like, four catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns on eight targets. And I just wonder if he could have been good if they had run a normal offense. But now they have a bye, and Michael Thomas is about to come back, hopefully, soon. So I, I guess I'm not rushing to pick him up. <laughs> 49%. Good game for Kamara back in the catch column with five of them, two touchdowns today. And Washington is the best matchup for quarterbacks. The best. They give up the most points. Uh, look, if if Naeem Hines has a big game on Monday night, then there's going to be something to J.D. McKissick and Naeem Hines altering, alternating weeks. Agreed. <laughs> uh, anything else on this game? I no, got one. Uh, I got one. Do you, think ter- do you think Terry McLaurin is a matchups guy? Because he has had... 62 or fewer yards against the Chargers, who are apparently good against receivers. Well, I think they're good against receivers. Buffalo and New Orleans. And he's at 100 or more yards against the Giants and the Falcons. Do you think McLaurin is just a matchups guy? No. I think he's a guy that gets a lot of targets from a quarterback that's not perfect, and some weeks he's going to be really good. It'll help when he's got a terrible matchup or a favorable matchup. The defense he plays is terrible. But I think you've still got to start him. I'm I'm not I'm not going to ruin anything other than to say congratulations on Josh Gordon catching a pass in the NFL again. Cool. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Gibson played 55 percent of the snaps. Seven of the nine snaps that the football team had inside of the 20, he was on. McKissick 42 percent of the snaps. Third and fourth downs. Washington had 19 of them. McKissick played 16 of them. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, touchdown dependent for Gibson, but he's scoring them. He's three in a row, I think, with a touchdown now. Philadelphia 21, Carolina 18. Believe it or not, Jalen Hurts is a dynasty sell. That's an interesting believe it or not. 
Mm, I'm going to say not because I think people are hard on him because this is his second year, but this was only his ninth career start. And also, for fantasy purposes, even when he's bad, he still gets you a really high floor, which is great. But I'm going to say sell, Heath. I, I think he's got enough good moments where I'm still optimistic. The argument for buy is that this coaching staff eventually realizes they can't win with him, and they move on from him after the offseason. I think it's too soon to to say that he's a dynasty sell. The only thing that made me think this, and people have been, because I did the Twitter poll this summer with Jalen Hurts versus Trey Lance and got killed for it. Everybody chose Trey Lance. Did it about a week ago, and it was closer to 50-50. I think it was 60-40 for Trey Lance. A um, couple more weeks, it'll be Jalen Hurts. But someone I saw on Twitter today make the comment that the Eagles currently have three picks in the top 10 or three picks in the top 12 for next year because of a variety of trades. I think, I don't know which trades these are. Colts, they um, get a first rounder for Wentz if he plays a certain number of games? Before today, it was three top 10 picks if Wentz plays a certain number of games. After today, we'll see. They've got the Dolphins first too, right? I think they have their own, the Dolphins and the Colts, and they are now. I guess they're they're two and three, so no telling where they figure out, fill out. But yeah, yeah. All right. What do you think, Heath? Buy or sell that uh, Jalen Hurts is a dynasty sell? I would say only if you can get top twelve quarterback value for him. But if someone values him as a top twelve quarterback, which he currently is, and he's super young, then I think he probably is. Do you feel like we should hold on to Sam Darnold with Minnesota, the Giants, and the Falcons coming up? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this was this should have been a matchup that he plays well in. So, so he's definitely a letdown that Darnold played the way that he did. I've been Sam Darnold skeptical for three years, and even through this stretch, so much of it has come because of rushing touchdowns that I just don't really buy that he's going to be that valuable for fantasy. Okay. Tennessee 37, Jacksonville 19. Um, Believe it or not, A.J. Brown's going to be a bust. I don't want to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. I don't believe it either. I, I still have faith. I want AJ Brown or Jamar Chase in Dynasty. What'd you say? Jamar Chase in Dynasty. AJ Brown or Jamar Chase in Dynasty. What wide receiver are you taking ahead of Jamar Chase in Dynasty? I, I'm not saying he should be number one, but I Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I mean, it depends, and that's why I always say you should have two sets of Dynasty rankings. Um, if I'm trying to win the championship this year, I'm taking Tyreek Hill over him for sure. I'm taking Devontae Adams. Okay, over him. sorry. Startup Dynasty. Starting a draft right now. Yeah, he's Chase top rising. six for he's sure. Week. What'd you say, Dave? I said Chase keeps rising yeah. week after week. Yeah, oh man. Sky's the limit. Jefferson's, by the way, not hurting his case either. He's probably on pace for like 1,600 yards or something. Yep. He's uh, phenomenal. He's going to get a new quarterback soon, though. Sooner than. Than Brown and Chase, I think. I think. Let's talk about the Jaguars here. You know who he's getting. Let's talk about the Jaguars here. Trevor Lawrence uh, with 22 fantasy points. Bad game for Marvin Jones and only one catch. Well, one catch for Jones for 25 yards and one catch for Chenault for 58 yards. James Robinson, meanwhile, had a great game, but he also had only one catch. How many passes did Lawrence throw? 33? And those three guys had three catches? That's weird. 
It was a good game for Dan Arnold, though. What did you make? He threw eight targets Jamal Agnew's way, and then another eight Dan Arnold's way. I think Dan Arnold matters, probably. I think he does, too. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, they traded Dan Arnold or Dallas Goddard? Goddard. It's Goddard, but I don't know, man. Well, listen, when a guy... I like the way that Arnold played a little bit last week. But philosophically speaking, when a guy has a big game, when the top two wide receivers... Hold on. When the top two wide receivers on the team combine for two catches, that's that makes me nerve. That makes me hesitant. I understand. Right? Makes everyone hesitant, I'm sure. All right. Well, like, uh, like, do you still have do you have faith in Lavisca Chenault and Marvin Jones, or are they just risky every week? Boom bust flexes. It's okay. a good way to put it. Let's go to the late and games. Maybe they'll boom someday. <laughs> and they, yeah. uh, James Robinson <laughs> played only 67% of the snaps. Carlos Hyde had a carry on fourth and one from at the goal line. Yeah. They gave the ball to Carlos Hyde. He had another carry from the four, and they were Robinson was lucky he got tackled at one. Then Robinson took it in. So he yeah. had that carry at the four because Robinson had like a fifty something yard like, carry. Manhandled ten yards the wrong way. Yeah, so that's why he can't. He spelled him after the long run. But hey, who knows? Maybe he would have been used there anyway. But that is the sequence of events. All right, let's go. I'm talking about the other the other carry that Hyde had near the goal line. It was a fourth and something and he just went it just got blasted i'm did, i'm did you determined see that urban meyer was asked about that no i did not yes see that. i he did see that it was... I, I believe the i'm going to paraphrase because i can't get it perfectly right i don't mi- micromanage who's in the game on every play yeah it's, it's stunning St- yeah we don't yeah, want to micromanage. i'm not stunned by that well you know most i think that's true that most coaches don't right. micromanage who's in on every play. I do think it's very stunning for a head coach to say that. I okay, fine, but the players can't be determining who's in the game, you know. And then no, he the also, position coaches no. do. Yeah, okay, position, that's fine. That's fine. The position coaches do. That's fine. But he also said that Trevor Lawrence wasn't comfortable with the QB sneak, and Lawrence was like, "I'm comfortable with it." Okay, guys, we, let's go. We 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 can do this. We can do this. We got four games left. Chicago twenty, Las Vegas nine. And we have just crapped all over the Bears all night. How about, like, I'd like to say something positive about Khalil Herbert, but I think Damian Williams stands in the way of that. Josh Jacobs is a must-start number two running back. I benched him for Damian Williams, so. You? I, I I bristle at the must-start part. I think he's a number two fantasy running back. Okay. I like the catches, nine over the last two games. He may have outscored Damian Williams in PPR. They are very, very close. Do you think Khalil Herbert... Khalil Herbert had seven carries in the fourth quarter, and Damian Williams had two. Damian Williams is 100 years old, and he's never had more than 110 carries in a season, or 111. They they've got, they can't give Damian Williams 25 carries a week. They gave him seven For, out of nine in the fourth quarter, Khalil Herbert. Damian Williams were, already when, had when 18 icing, touches. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. Who, they, he's got a quota. Look how much better Khalil Herbert was. He is not that probably much better, better running the football. Not that much better, I guess. But I, I, I thought it was interesting. Good. I thought it was an interesting split. I didn't expect him to have more carries than Damian Williams, and the fact that they used him late makes me wonder what next week's going to look like. Well, can I tell you a couple of things, sir? First of all, Herbert actually had a higher percentage of snaps than Damian Williams, 52 to 50, Herbert over Williams. But Herbert played six of the final seven snaps for the Bears, so he was in there kind of killing the clock toward the end of the game. Yeah, the whole fourth quarter. All right, Four so- or five snaps the Bears had from 10 yards or closer to the goal line went to Williams. Darren Waller, your thoughts? Uh, getting a little disappointing here. It's how many you yards? You didn't say that last week. 
No, I, I mean, it's, look, 50, 45 to 65 yards for Waller in four straight games. Yeah, there's a lot of tight ends that we wish we could say that about. Come on, he was a second-round pick. Give me something here. He's still a huge part of this Raiders offense. He should be doing better than this. Who do you wish he was? Travis Kelsey? I should have drafted him in the first You don't think that that Darren Waller owners are a little disappointed, yes, a little he's worried a right end. now? He's yeah, Darren Waller. He's not supposed to be a tight end. All right, Los Angeles 47, the Chargers 47, Cleveland 42. Uh, believe it or not, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both top 12 running backs. For the most part, I believe that. Yeah. They play Arizona next week. I'm going to like them in that matchup. Denver, Pittsburgh after that. Not in the same Matchups time. do not matter, right? I mean, matchups don't matter with these guys. I don't think so. I, I think the matchup helped out today. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. They can't stop the run. Uh, by the way, thanks to Schrager, uh, two drops for for Waller today. One of them at least was was fairly significant. Yeah, he had he ugly, almost man. had a touchdown too. All right, Chubb and, and Hunt, you st- start until further notice. Amazing. On the other side of it, God, Austin Eckler is tr- just tremendous. Three touchdowns. He's got 22 or more PPR points in four straight games. I'm not giving him credit for a three-touchdown day. He wasn't even trying to score the last <laughs> touchdown. They picked him up and carried him into the end zone. We already it talked about funny. Keaton Allen um, versus Jamar Chase, and Mike Williams is a stud. I hope you started him. You didn't start him. He was only started in 72% of leagues. That's a failure, people. Mike Williams, big game. Like, nobody told you to sit him either. Not on no, the Sometimes show. when that happens, it's it's our fault, but that, that wasn't our fault at all. We were asked about him on the live show today, and and I said, don't let one bad game ruin it for you. He's going to be fine. Arizona 17, San Francisco fine. 10. Huh. Believe it or not. So we talked about Debo as a sell high. We talked about Elijah Mitchell and our little disagreement there. Um, I... James Believe Connor. it or not, DeAndre Hopkins is a sell high. It was nice to see him have a, a, a higher amount of targets than everybody else in the passing offense. I'm not ready to say, just get him off your team and get whatever you can for him. And I don't think anybody in your league is going to pony up a whole lot for him. So I mean, he's, he's still DeAndre Hopkins, and he scored enough touchdowns that I think he ranks high enough. But maybe that'll continue. It could. Would you rather have Jamar Chase or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. I do think in PPR, I'd take Keenan Allen over Hopkins. Totally fair. Yeah. Close to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. James Conner with another stinking touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it hurts. It's, it's one catch better. for A.J. Green. That's yeah. some cold water being poured on us. It's going to be a frustrating receiving group. Uh, Dallas 44, Giants 20. Trayvon Diggs, another interception. Holy cow. Um, believe it or not, Kadarius Tony. Did I do this one already? Kadarius Tony is the best fantasy option on the Giants rest of season. No, I don't believe it. I'm going to say Barkley. Yeah, if, if Barkley has only a low-grade ankle sprain, I'm sure he's going to come back and uh, put up some good games eventually. I hope that's what it is. I will just say that, like, as swollen as his ankle was, I'm skeptical they got a lot of great imaging 
out of what his bones and ligaments look like. All the more reason why he's probably going to miss a game. Yeah. Maybe that was just part of his, his like quads. Yeah, I don't think it was. Man, I hope hope he's okay. Soon. Well, the other thing is the Daniel Jones. I mean, that was super scary. The guy was was wobbling off yeah. the field. Yeah. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't miss a game after a concussion. I'd be shocked. But I don't. I don't know how concussions work. Maybe it doesn't matter how bad they look. But, but it was scary. Anyway, I don't think we're gonna have a ton of faith in Glennon, even though he wasn't terrible. What you guys think of CD Lamb and Amari Cooper making the most of their limited targets? They both got six. Cooper had 60 yards and a touchdown. Lamb had 84 yards and a touchdown. It's a little bit of cologne on what's been a stinky ride for them since week two. I think it does open the window of trying to sell high on them if you're so inclined. There, there's two guys I would take Jamar Chase over. Wow. Really? Okay. I just wonder what happens when... Cooper, yes. When they stop, why does he throw to Dalton Schultz so much? <laughs> stop doing that. Throw to Lamb and Cooper. Well, I guess it's working. Can't argue with the Cowboys. They are. To be fair, when he throws fire. to Schultz, he's wide open. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> a touchdown he threw to Zeke. Like there was not a person on that side of the field. Yeah. Did Zeke really have to like rub it in that much? It was kind of rude. I mean, like that. This is the thing. And I tried to wait until the end of the show for this. But like six different times now, you've acted like we should have some sympathy for you over the results of what happened today. I have sympathy for Saquon Barkley and Daniel. Wait, Jones what the hell are you talking guys. about? Why? why I, I don't you, think you, sh- you shouldn't have any. What sympathy went for me. through your mind this afternoon after the games had started? You you'd gotten through the week without bringing anything into the the uh, the the arena, and you decide, you know what? I should send out a tweet that tells everybody that I've been researching and I think the Cowboys and Giants game is going to be the bonanza. That'll be funny. Yeah. I bet I get some impressions on that. <laughs> I did, but no, I, I look, it it worked. The Cowboys, every single Cowboy was good. Everyone. And the Giants, obviously, I mean, I don't think Galladay would have had a good game. He was getting digsed, but the uh, Giants were going to have a really good game too. We, we have the birth of Kadarius Tony. Okay, so I don't have any regrets. And now, I feel, you know you know what I was thinking when I was watching the Giants and all these guys getting hurt? I said, wow, I feel like a 49ers fan. And we will end on that. They uh, win sometimes. You, know, you said this was the birth of Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Was it a Kadarian section? <laughs> I like it, Dave. I approve your joke. We're out of here. Good luck to the White Sox. Hopefully they have another game Probably to play. Four nothing already. Oh man. Okay. Well, we're out of here, everybody. We will. Uh, we will talk to you on Monday. Me and Chris. Not down Gibbs. five to one. Oh, all right. Good Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hit like, and we'll talk At to least you tomorrow. They made the playoffs with the Yankees. On fantasy football yeah. today, Yankees made the playoffs. Bye. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 